Those, uh, those words hit it right on the nail, amen? The compassion, the love he has for us, the sacrifice he did for us. Que bueno el Señor, amen? God is good, God is so good. Sometimes uh, it's hard for us to understand how good he is. We get so wrapped up in our lives and our day-to-days and our just routine, the routine, right? How many of us are in a routine today? It's church today, right? It's just another church service. And what's beautiful when we get out of that routine and we start listening and saying, God, I thank you for your sacrifice, for your love, the compassion you had for me. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. I believe uh, the youth is staying here, right, guys? The youth and, uh, is it youth and mid-kids? Uh, but the little kids are dismissed. Uh, the littlest kids are dismissed. Uh, this morning. Amen. God bless them. Uh, and God bless, uh, like I said, uh, the uh, mid-kids. Who are the mid-kids? What's the mid-kid group? I'm trying to think. Ray Ray? You're a mid-kid? All right, man. Ray Ray's probably advanced level already with some of the knowledge he has. God bless him. Amen. Brayden's a mid-kid? You a mid-kid too, Brayden? All right. Good kids right here. I love these kids. These kids are awesome. God has a lot for y'all. God has a lot for all y'all. Believe me. Just keep on seeking him, and he's going to do some tremendous things in your lives, and I'm excited to see that. I can't wait to see it. If you guys remember me, you guys might forget me when you guys become Jesus famous. You know what Jesus famous is? His name was ahead of him. That's what we want is we want his name to be we want our names, his name, to be ahead of us. That's Jesus famous. You see, he did miracles. He did all these wonderful things. And people knew of him in towns ahead. Without even knowing him, they knew of him. That didn't matter to him. That didn't matter to him that they knew of him. Because people would just get excited about anything. Oh, the Beatles are coming. Ah! What mattered is when they knew him. I'm going to let that marinate for some of y'all because some of y'all still need to get that coffee this morning, that cappuccino that you're still. He didn't care that they were excited to, oh, see the miracles. No. He cared when they were impacted by his sacrifice and what he did. Have we been impacted, brothers and sisters, by the sacrifice of the Lord? Some of us, we've been impacted by the story. Some of us have been impacted by, you know, maybe even a touch from him. But when we know him, when we know him, there's nothing that can move us from being with him. Pastor used to say, you know, when he would hear people say, I used to be a Christian. There's no such thing as I used to be a Christian. Hear me on that. Either you're, you're going to be it all your life and you're going to have your up and downs, but there's no I used to be. Because when we know him like we can today, amen, we can be blessed by him, amen. God bless everyone this morning. The title of today's message is Raised Above Everything, amen. Praise the Lord. Again, I don't know what struggles you may be having. You know, say los problemas que has traído hoy, hermanos, pero yo sé una cosa que... Tenemos un Dios que está aquí. Tenemos un Dios que puede 
en, en todas las cosas que tenemos, todos los problemas que tenemos. Tenemos un Dios de milagros, tenemos un Dios de amor, tenemos un Dios de compasión, como dijo el canto. ¿Qué compasión tuvo para nosotros? Para considerar uh, nuestras vidas en su amor. Amén. I'd like to start off in reading in Isaiah 40, verse 3, if we can. Uh, quiero comenzar, hermanos, leyendo en Isaías uh, 40, versículo 3. Dice la palabra de Dios. Vos que clama en el desierto, preparar camino a Jehová, enderezar, calzar en la soledad a nuestro Dios. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now, brothers and sisters, it's a pretty simple verse here. And Isaiah testifies of John the Baptist coming and preparing the way for Jesus. But it also testifies to us, are we preparing the way for his second coming? We're living in times that are repeatable from the Bible. As we were saying on the radio this week, the Word of God says it's going to be like the days of Noah and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Repeatable. Wouldn't it be important for us to know what those days were like? Or do we want to just be naive and say, huh, this is just another, it's just another generation, it's just another century. No, we're living in those times today. Many people can say, well, they've been saying that for years. They said that in the 60s. They said that in the 70s. They said that in the 80s. You're right, they did. But we don't want to be caught surprised by the signs that God has left us in the, in the Word of God. But we must prepare a way in a wilderness. And we're living in times of wilderness where there's dryness, there's vexation. Again, brothers and sisters, God bless you if you don't know a lot of these things. But it doesn't mean that these things aren't happening. It'll sadden you when you see the things, you hear the things that are happening. The stuff that people aren't considering in our children's lives. So we must be prepared to hear the voice of God. Amen? Genesis 3.1, I mentioned this on Wednesday when I talked about rebuking the enemy, amen? In Genesis 3.1, in Genesis 3.1, dice la palabra de Dios, hermanos, uh, pero la serpiente era astuta, más que todos los animales del campo que Jehová Dios había hecho, la cual dijo a la mujer, ¿con qué Dios oh, os ha dicho no come, coméis de toda árbol de huerto. Now the serpent was more sub, subtle, subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? You see, brothers and sisters, we talked about this a little bit. You see, that's not what God said. Some of y'all thinking like, that's not? Can we read the whole passage again? God didn't tell them not to eat from 
any tree of the garden. He told them not to eat from this tree. But see, it, it sets up something with the enemy saying that he's going to try to confuse you with words. El enemigo quiere confundar, confundirte, confundirte con palabras. Y respondió ella, and she responded, confused, not really hearing what God had said. My question is to us, is how many times, like we talked about on Wednesday in the service, are we responding not really knowing the word of God? I want to know God. I want to know what his word says. I want to correct through the word, not through my emotions, not through my thoughts, not through my convictions. Yeah, your convictions and your emotions can get you through life, but it might not get you through to eternal life. His word gets us to eternal life. You see, we all got passions. We all got beliefs. Everyone here, you can ask them something, and they're going to tell you something. And it could be different. It could be the same. We pray, we pray here that it's the same. Amen? We pray we have a unified message, a thought here in church. But again, you get outside of church, and sometimes it's this, it's that. I believe this, I believe that. But we can't be like that in the Word of God. Or we find ourselves being deceived by the enemy. No podemos estar, hermanos, confundidos con la palabra de Dios. Porque si estamos confundidos con la palabra de Dios, nos hallamos aquí enfrente de nuestro enemigo. Y el enemigo diciendo cosas que pues, no vamos a responder bien. We understand that? You see, that was something very simple that through years got missed. I, 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 through all my years, I never heard somebody mentioning, well, that's not exactly what God said. But it was enough to make her question. So now we turn to Numbers 21.4. Si podemos ir para Números 21.4, hermanos. And to preface this, these verses that I'm going to read, there's a time here, and this is the time of Israel in the desert after leaving Egypt. And there was a time that they were being chased in, uh, by an enemy, the Canaanites. And they asked the Lord, they asked the Lord, they said, Lord, just deliver us, let us, let us attack these and we'll destroy them all for you, Jesus. Well, they didn't say Jesus. We'll destroy them all for you, Lord. They're our enemies. Just, get, just be with us. Beautiful sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds like our prayer sometimes, doesn't it? Lord, you know, just let, it, let me be courageous. Let me be valiant. Let me be, let me, I'll do it for you, Lord Jesus. I'm prepared for you, Jesus. It sounded perfect. It was all perfect. And guess what? The perfect God showed up and delivered them. And they destroyed everything, everything of their enemy, like they said they would. But then guess what happens? The typical example that the Word of God shows us. We start reading here in Numbers 21.4, and it says, Después partiendo del monte de Or, camin, camin, camino del mar rojo, para rodear la tierra de Edom, y se desanimó, desanimó 
el pueblo por el camino. Listen to that. And they journeyed. So they just had a massive victory. They just saw again that God was with them. Just like he was with them in, in Egypt, he was with them in the desert. And so they began walking again, traveling. And it says, and they journeyed from Mount Or and the way of the Red Sea to come past to the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Now, brothers and sisters, yes, I get it. It's tough. But they prayed to God and God answered. And right afterwards, this is the next verse, the next passage. Read the other verses before. And it talks about what they asked the Lord. Now they're discouraged. Up and down, up and down. So they begin to murmur. And we keep on reading here, verse 5. Seguimos leyendo aquí. Y hablo el pueblo contra Dios y contra Moisés, porque no existe subir de Egipto para que muramos en, el, en ese desierto, pues no hay pan ni agua y nuestra alma tiene fastidio de esta pan tan liviano. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore have we brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither there is no any water. Neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. Now, brothers and sisters, remember this. It was tough in the wilderness. I get it. It was tough in Egypt, too. They were enslaved. They were being killed. They weren't being considered. Sadness. But they forgot about that sadness. They forgot about that bondage. And they forgot that they had just prayed and God showed up again. Their God showed up. That miracles were happening. Clouds were covering them. Their shoes weren't wasting. Water would come out when they needed it. Food would fall from the sky. And yet mentally they got to a point where they were discouraged and they began to murmur against God and against Moses. What's going on here? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on here? So let's keep on reading. Amen. Verse 6. Y Jehová envió entre el pueblo serpientes ardientes que mordían al pueblo y murió mucho pueblo de Israel. Now listen to this. It doesn't talk about, right in the verse before you, you'll read, and read it, brothers and sisters. I always like for you guys to go back and read Numbers 21. It doesn't talk about in that battle that they lost many people. I, 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 think, the, I think the word literally, and I think the word's going to put that out there if it's there. They fought an enemy, and, and God uh, allowed them to destroy their enemy. But right when they come out of it, they start murmuring. And it says that the Lord sent fiery serpents. Fiery serpents. And these serpents would bite them. And it caused many of them to die. And it all started with forgetting what God had just done. Just like they forgot how God had just pulled them out of Egypt. And we forget the things that God has done. And that's where sin enters in. 
How many of us has sin entered in in our lives where we begin to murmur against God? We begin to murmur against what he's doing, how, how he's sustained us. Some of us are barely holding on by a thread, but we're holding on to that thread. We should be thankful that we're holding on by that thread. Because there's people not holding on anymore, and you're still holding on. But the repeatable cycles happen. How do these repeatable cycles happen? Because God does something, and we forget. And here we go again. Here goes another cycle. Ahí vamos otra vez, hermanos, otro ciclo. Dios les libró de sus enemigos. Dios les libró de sus enemigos. No me están escuchando, hermanos. Dios les libró de sus enemigos y comenzaron de murmurar. God uh, allowed them to defeat their enemies. And they begin to murmur. How many of us get through a rough week and we murmur, even though we got through it? Get through a rough year and we murmur, even though we got through it. Go through a rough moment of despair. And we begin to murmur. So many of them died. The people of Israel died, it says here, verse 7. Entonces, uh-oh, there's always, see, when stuff starts to happen, the walls start to fall, problems start to happen, now they come back to themselves. After many people died, then, entonces, therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Entonces el pueblo vino a Moses y dijo, Hemos pecado por haber hablando contra Jehová y contra ti. Ruega a Jehová que quita de nosotros estas serpientes. Y Moses oró por el pueblo. Now, brothers and sisters, this is where, you know, Moses is, a, this is why Moses is picked. Ain't some of y'all going to be praying for people after they tell you, I was talking bad about you. Don't be acting like you're going to do it. I know how some of y'all are. I'm not going to look at anybody in particular, okay? I'm not even walking in a place particular. I'm not, not going to walk that way. But listen to this. Could you imagine somebody coming up to you and saying, man, I got bad things happening in my life right now. I was bad-mouthing you. you. Your decisions were horrible. They gave you the list of stuff. Like, man, thank you for making me feel. You imagine that? Uh, some of y'all, some of y'all are like thinking, oh, I mean, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could be so merciful. But it says that Moses prayed for them. And this is why God elected him. Hermanos, el Señor oró, I mean, el, el Señor escogió a Moisés por el compasión que él tenía en esos monumentos. Ellos diciéndole, estábamos hablando de ti y el Señor. Puedes pedir al Señor que quita esta serpiente. Yeah, let me see when I can get, I, I might be able to get to that in about three months. Okay? No. In the same verse, it says Moses prayed to God for them. And of course, we know God. 
So here's what God says, verse 8. Versículo 8, hermanos. Y Jehová, y Jehová dijo a Moisés, hazte una serpiente ardiente y ponla sobre, sobre un asta y cualquiera que fuera mordido y miraré a ella vivirá. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. Now it's weird that the Lord said to make a serpent and put it on a staff. And every time they were bitten, that they should look at that staff and they wouldn't die. So, of course, Moses ain't going to question, right? Moses understands already the power of God. Again, this is why God selected Moses, because Moses would be like, well, God, isn't it a little weird that we're putting a snake up there? Isn't the snake what's killing them? Why are they going to look upon a snake? So we keep on reading here, verse 9, Amen. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Y Moses hizo una serpiente de bronce y la puso sobre una asta. Y cuando alguno serpiente moría, mordía, alguno, Miraba al serpiente de bronce y vivirá. So, brothers and sisters, now listen to this. Listen to this. This is crazy. This is crazy, right? This is crazy, right? You would have thought that, like, God would have said, okay, well, there's a plant that's going to start growing. Every time they get bitten, just tell them to eat that plant, and there's the medicine that they need, right? Crazy, right? I mean, I'm baffled by this because it, 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 there's such an importance to this. Because listen to this. We're in a bit easy. God says, well, I'm erecting pharmacies and now have them go and see a doctor. God says, a man's walking into the village and he's selling snake oil. That was just a little joke. I just thought about the people that used to sell snake oil. Some of y'all just don't get that. Okay. I'll work on my jokes. No, he says, when they get bit. Oh, you, ain't, you, you don't get it yet. You don't get it yet. It's good. It's good. I like this. I like it when people don't get it. You're going to get bit. What? You see, because there's still a consequence. You see, sometimes we like that wishy-washy type of you know, belief and like, oh, no, no, God paid for it all. No, I'm free. Nothing's going to happen to me. And then it happens to you. Oh, you ain't listening, are you? You ain't listening. It ain't clear. It'll happen to you. You're still going to go through some stuff, but you got to hear the obedience of what God just told them. You're going to get bit. You know, when COVID came, I, I, I went through the first wave. I didn't get, you know, nothing happened to me. I was like, oh, look at you. I got it. Telling my kids, my family, oh, don't go, stay away from me. You guys got it. And they're all, we got through it. We got through it. I said, I didn't even get it. <laughs> Ooh, then I got it. And I got it. 
And I got it worse than all of them. I got all these blisters on my back. I didn't say I got it worse than y'all, because some of y'all got it worse than me still. Thankfully, God got you through that, amen? Brother Manuel, that, when that was happening, when you were in the hospital and stuff like that, even Lorenzo, Brother Lorenzo got it bad too. But I'm over there like thinking then I got it. What I do now, because I thought I was on that side that I wasn't going to get it. I thought I was on the God side. <laughs> but I got bit. Are we obedient in this? You see, brothers and sisters, because some of us, the disobedience is causing us and we just keep on getting bit and we're losing things. We're losing things. Things are dying off. We're not seeing that there's a slow death. There's blessings that were there that are losing. We're just losing things until we lose it all. Now, some of us start to understand that, hey, in these losses, I need to start hearing God's voice. I need to start looking for him. And the word of God is clear. La palabra de Dios es claramente, hermanos. So we see these people, they murmured, they sinned against God, against God. Yes, they murmured against Moses, but Moses was a man of God. They sinned against God, and they got bit, and they died. So now Moses goes back and he tells them, hey, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're still going to get bit. But now when you get bit, look at this staff. This bronze staff with a serpent on it that's going to be in the center of you all, in the middle of you all, above you all. And when you get bit, just look at that staff and you won't die. Now, you got to imagine this conversation with these people, right? People are also thinking, couldn't God just, you know, couldn't, couldn't, a, couldn't a potion, couldn't a medicine fall from the sky like that bread we love? Wait a second. They were complaining about the bread, weren't they? <laughs> couldn't water just come, couldn't medicine come out of a rock? Like when he brings water, wait a second, they complained they didn't have enough water. No, the Lord said, you're going to get bitten. But now it's time to see where your faith is. Are you going to be obedient to what I tell you? You see, brothers and sisters, some of us are getting bitten. And we're not knowing what we need to do. Help us, Lord. If we turn to John 3, verse 14. We see here in this chapter, in chapter 3, we see... Jesus having a conversation with Nicodemus. Everybody remembers this conversation, right? You must be what? Born again. Can you be born again if a man's already born? You being a teacher don't understand this? And in this conversation, the Lord gets to hear with Nicodemus, and he says, as Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Verse 15. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have eternal life. Now, brothers and sisters, the same example here. You see, they were in need of a savior. They were dying. They were dying. Now, now it wasn't, it wasn't like serpents biting them. It wasn't like the days of the wilderness of Egypt. And there was a time there that it was just like, what's happening? Did we change it to an animated channel? Earth is opening up. The ocean, the sea is opening up. And now they're living in a comfortable time. But they're not seeing these things. And yet, they had forgotten who God was. And they had sinned against God by denying who he was in their lives. And the Lord tells Nicodemus, dislike Moses lifted up a staff and the people were saved by looking at it. So must I. So must I be lifted up. You see, Nicodemus probably didn't get it yet at that point because that's a hard conversation. What do you mean? You're going to, I'm kind of lost here a little bit. You're going to, what do you mean you're going to be? Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, brothers and sisters, we, when we're here and we talk about a lot of things, some of us don't like the times that we talk about things that are uh, sinful and against God. And, and, and we're like, ah, you know what, can we just talk about, you know, his love for us and, and his sacrifice for us? But we don't understand that the sacrifice came not only with a cost from him, but for a reason. The reason was to liberate us from this bondage out of Egypt. Egypt represents the world, represents, it, it, it represents everything that we left behind. Some of us, we find ourselves kind of looking back. Thinking that it's okay, accepting things that are against God, sinning against God, and guess what? We get bit. Guess what? We get stung. And we start to feel a little sick. Spiritually, we start to not praise God. Spiritually, we stop, we stop being consistent in the things for God. We stop, you know, showing up so much. We stop, it becomes more routine, like, hey, I'm still in the desert. But we're so close to getting to our promise. We're so close to receiving our promise. Muchos de nosotros, hermanos, estamos en un, en un momento en nuestras vidas donde la vibra lo está mordando a nosotros. Y unos de nosotros estamos, nos, nos sentamos bien espiritualmente hablando. Estamos muriéndonos espiritualmente. Ya no se mira la, la consistencia, ¿cómo se dice consistency? Consistencia que teníamos antes. ¿Por qué? Porque llegamos a ese punto que estamos murmurando. Ah, Dios no lo hizo. Dios no lo está haciendo. Pero olvidando lo que hizo. 
Vamos a olvidarnos de lo que ha hecho el Señor para nosotros. We have forgotten what God has done for us. How he liberated us. How he took us into a different direction. How he had mercy for us. How we're seeing our children being more respectful. How we're seeing our children being more loving. How we're seeing our children be more different. But we've forgotten these things. And we get discouraged because they're calling about the bills. We get discouraged because, you know, they're giving us a hard time at work. We blame God for everything. This food ain't so good or this job ain't so good. I just wish I had. Why can't I have what they have? What happens? We get bit. You've been bitten. And you're dead. With a cave. Don't talk to me that way. You're dead. With a cave. What do I do? Pat. Look upon the cross. Because his mercy's there. You don't have to stay dead. But don't let your pride not let you see the cross. See, oh man, this is the, I don't know, I don't know. Some got it, some didn't. Some might be, some might be Nicodemus right now, be thinking like, <laughs> what exactly are you talking about, Jesus? <laughs> you being a teacher of the law, don't understand. God, have mercy on me to understand this. That if I go away from you, Jesus, I get bit. And I die if I stay there. But once I look at you and what you did and your mercy and your love and your compassion for me, how you lifted me up out of that pit, And I remember your goodness and I praise you for your love and I thank you for the little that I have because it sustained me to now. I don't get lost in what they have. Oh, look what they have. How do they have that? Oh my gosh. Eh, 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 eh. Really? Oh, some of us have been bitten. Bitten, 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 bitten. But as it was told to Moses, have them look at the cross. Now, what's interesting here in this passage that we just read is that Jesus tells them, like, Moses built this, so must the Son of Man. And yet Jesus, is Jesus comparing himself to a serpent? A little bit, there's a little bit of mystery there. Eh? Como dijo, dijo el Señor, como, como Moses hizo un uh, atar de, de, de serpiente de bronce y lo levantó, también el, el Hijo del Hombre va a ser. ¿Qué? ¿Va a ser un serpiente? ¿Qué? ¿Qué está pasando aquí? Todo confundido. You see, now you start to understand why it was a serpent. Because it was the sin. It was what's killing them. And Jesus became a curse. It says, that was what a cross was. 
not needing to be, not worthy of it, destroyed sin. Oh, what's up, Brother Gabe? You're going to have to clean this one up because I'm seeing some people like, what do you mean Jesus is the curse? I'm confused here. The death of the cross was a curse to people. And he became that because of the love that he had for us. But see, we don't see it. We don't see that our sin hung on that. Our rebellion hung on that. He destroyed it. We don't see that. We don't see that we get lost in the beauty of it. And, oh, it's Easter, it's revival, it's this. But we miss what the power of his sacrifice was. Help us, God. I wrote, I wrote down these notes right here, brothers and sisters. Just looking to a bronze serpent was foolish was a foolish means of healing poisoned Israelis, Israelites, I'm sorry. So looking to a crucified Savior, a publicly executed man is foolish to people. Listen to this. Not to us. But can you imagine that? You know, Moses is telling the people, now the people, now there's some people, oh, there's always some people. <laughs> because of their rebelliousness. And it says right here, it's known that the way they thought that was foolish, some people see the cross as being foolish. (laughs) What? That's crazy. It's foolish means it's the world's eyes for salvation of sinners condemned to death. Now, brothers and sisters, we find ourselves here, and we've got to direct everybody, everybody we love, to the sacrifice of the cross. Some of us miss that, because see, some of us might not be doing that. You see, some of us, we're doing it with our own words. We're doing it by our own means. Don't you understand that I love you? Don't you understand that I want the best for you? Don't you understand? Don't you understand that I need you? You need to fix it. Don't you see the cross? Don't you know that it could get better? Don't you know? I'm begging you, please just change. Can't you just let go? See the cross. Do you understand what I'm telling you today? That many of us, we find ourselves still bitten so much that we forgot where we find our healing. The cross. You've spoken out. You, you, you're done. You've used every word trying to beg and plead and make them see the cross. Because that's where salvation is. That's where redemption is. That's where he established his love for us was the cross, a man that did nothing, nothing wrong, was silent like a lamb led to slaughter. You think you're good? You think you've done enough? 
try going through the worst of it and not saying anything. Try being spitting on, beaten on, mocked, and not say anything. Because you love so much that the words you say are Father. Forgive them because they don't know what they do. Somebody had the power to refrain themselves, not say anything. So one day we could be here and receive his promise. The death You see, many times we want to fix it with our words. We want to say, well, I feel this because of this. I felt this because of that. And we think we're fixing somebody by our words. when it's just how we need to point. Lead them to the cross. Lead them to the cross. Lead them to the cross, brothers and sisters. Don't lead them to your own opinions. Because if they need to see something, to live, they must see the cross. Amen. If we turn to 1 Corinthians 1 18. Porque la palabra de la cruz es locura a los que. Oh. Ah, man, ahí están mis mexicanos. Pero a los que se, salva, se salvan, esto es, a nosotros es que poder de Dios. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. Foolishness. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. To some people, the cross. <laughs> Whatever. But to us, which are saved, is the power of God. The power of God that He considered us. Though we've all been through many things. Everybody here has been through something dramatic, tremendous. Your families have been through stuff. But God's grace has got us here. And we're thankful for his love. We're not holding on to past afflictions, past hurts. I don't want to be a person that holds on to hurt. Because somebody died for my hurt on the cross. Have you given it to him? Have you been redeemed for? You see, that's the power of the cross. Romans 5.8 says, Mas Dios muestra su amor para con nosotros, en que siendo aún pecadores, Cristo murió por nosotros. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, brothers and sisters, you know, he didn't do a poll. He said, hey, you know what? Let's do an Instagram, Instagram poll right now at this cruise, at this, uh, at Calvary. How many of y'all in the crowd believe that I'm a savior? He knew there was sin in the audience. And yet, he still gave his life. 
This is a love that no one can understand. Este es un amor, hermanos, que no todos pueden entender. Este amor. Tú me amaste. If we turn to Philippians 2.8. Y estando en la condición de hombre, se humilló a sí mismo, haciéndose obediente hasta la muerte y muerte de cruz. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, brothers and sisters, you see, you see, look, look, look what it says here. Some of us can say, well, he had that God vibe. That's why he didn't open his mouth. If I had that God vibe, I wouldn't open up my mouth either. No, 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 no. He was human in that moment, but he denied himself because of love. He was obedient because of love. Oh, there's something powerful when somebody tells you, I love you, and I'll show it with my obedience, my faithfulness, my trust. Oh, man, there's some parents here that could start teaching some relationship classes at home. Come on, parents. Hold on to this stuff. I love you is cheap. The word I love you is cheap. That word is cheap. Action in love. Obedience. Sacrifice. Oh! And that's what he did. He says, I love you. Now watch. Now watch, my love. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be teachers of your sacrifice, Jesus, of your love for us, Jesus. Help us to be teachers of this. Forgive me because I have forgotten, Father. I've gotten so lost in mysteries. And listen to what Paul says. If I don't have charity, it doesn't matter if I know the secrets of heaven. If I don't have charity, help us, Jesus. Colossians 1.20. Colossians 1.20 dice, Y por medio de él reconcilirá consigo todas las cosas, así las que están en la tierra como las que están en los cielos haciendo la paz mediante a la sangre de su cruz and having and, and having made peace through the blood of his cross there's peace there by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him i say whether they be the things in earth or the things in heaven now brothers and sisters this is where we have a hard time him saying your debt's paid because i put it all on me that you say debt deuda que tú tienes ya está pagado 
Para uno de nosotros, hermanos, ni, ni se importa eso a uno de nosotros. Oh, qué bueno, ahora cargar más. Let's charge more. My debt's paid. I got an open balance. Qué bueno, pues vamos para atrás si lo hacemos. He didn't pay our debt. He didn't offer to pay our debt. So we could add more with a zero balance. He paid our debt so we could understand what it was to be free. Él no pagó nuestra deuda, hermanos. Para que podamos entender, ah, qué bueno, ah, voy a cargar más, ahora vamos shopping, voy para acá, para acá, para allá, para allá, para acá. Uh, es que yo tengo esto, me llegó los taxes, me llegó el cheque. Él lo pagó para que nosotros podamos entender lo que es de ser libre. Hay liberación en esto, hermanos. Are we seeing the cross and the power of it? Help us, Jesus. Galatians 3.13 Cristo nos redimió de la maldición. Oh, oh, brother Gabe, didn't you say that earlier? De la ley, hecho por nosotros maldición, porque está escrito, maldito todo que, el, que está colgado en un, un madero. Christ hath redeemed us. Oh, now, now I got some people back, right? They're like, oh, brother Gabe, I, when you say Jesus was a curse. You kind of lost me there, Brother Gabe. I thought you were going down a path of confusion there. But look what the Word of God says. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. It was made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Christ hath redeemed us, redeemed us, saved us. As he says, the curse you have, I become that, and I kill it, and I hang it, so you will find a place of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to see it. We want to see you, Father. Isaiah 27, 1, amen. En aquel día Jehová castigará con su espada dura, grande y fuerte al li, leviatán, leviatán, serpiente veloz. Y al leviatán, serpiente tortuso, tortuosa, tortuosa, tortuosa. Y matará al dragón que está en el mar. In that day, listen to this. With his sore and great strong sword shall punish Leviathan the piercing serpent, even Leviathan the crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. My brothers and sisters, our God didn't our God didn't have to go through anything. He could have said, hey, 
let's just hit the reset button and start over. Porque no, nuestro Dios no, no necesitaba a pasar nada, hermanos. No sufrimiento necesitaba pasar nuestro Dios. Era Dios. He was God. He needed no suffer. He didn't need to suffer. He created us. We mocked him when he was here. But because of his love and his thoughts of if they can see it, if they can understand what love is and the love I have for them, then they can be partakers of this love. I want to be a partaker of this love because with that comes authority. And one day, that serpent that spoke to Eve is going to be destroyed. I want to be on the side of God because of his love, his denial, the serpent that constantly was biting and bit many and killed many and destroyed many will be destroyed. But until then, we must look at the cross. You see, my hope and my desire is that I can keep on looking to what saves me, keep on believing in what saves me. Oh, let me tell you my testimony. Your testimony has to be the cross. Oh, let me tell you how God saved me. Just words. If it doesn't have the cross. You see, there's a lot of emotions here sometimes. Well, I got a really good one. Let me get on the radio and tell it to you, Brother Gabe. Praise the Lord. But where's the cross? Because we win with the cross. I thank you, Jesus, for your cross. I thank you, Jesus, for your cross. Praise the Lord. Amen. First John 2, 2. Primera de Juan 2, 2, hermanos. Y Él es la propiciación por, nosotros, por nuestros pecados. Y no solamente por los nuestros, sino tam, si también por los de todo al mundo. You see, brothers and sisters, I, I want us to understand something very clearly here as we, as we I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. I'd like for us to understand this. Some of us here, we read this, and we take it literally for us, as we should. But I like how it says it here. It says, and he is the propitiation. How does it say? Propitiation. Propitiation. Ira, en la inglés también. Alguien en español, dígame, ¿cómo se dice eso en inglés? That's a hard one, too. Propitiation. Propitiation, that's a good one. For our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, brothers and sisters, what I love about that is that 
First of all, that message, that verse right there is amazing, biblically speaking. Because it wasn't only for the Jews, it was for everyone. But I look at it right here, and it's not only for those that are here, but for our families that are outside of here right now. Me gusta ese reciclo, hermanos, porque no nomás es solamente para nosotros aquí adentro, pero pa también para nuestras familias que no están aquí, que todavía estamos orando. Pero un aviso, hermanos. Ya no, ya no se lleva tanto palabra, nomás se lleva un, un dedo juntando. Mira la cruz. Mira la cruz. La cruz te va a salvar. La cruz te va a salvar. No más mira la cruz. See the cross. See the cross. Direct them to the cross. Again, we've said so much. Think about all the words you've said. Well, I think I've said the cross. You've probably jumbled it with a lot of stuff. I'll be silent like our Lord and show them the cross. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? God bless you all this morning. Dios bendiga a todos esta mañana, hermanos. Praise the Lord. Why don't we pray and ask God to uh, bless us with an understanding of his word. Let's not make it too complicated, brothers and sisters. And let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your love for us, Jesus. We ask, Father, in this moment, Lord, that we're seeking you this moment, that we want more understanding from you, Father. This blessing that you've given us, Lord, to know, Father, that we find it all in you, Jesus. Your sacrifice for us, your love for us can heal us, Father, can remove the serpents from us, Jesus. Can renew us, can restore us, Jesus. I ask, Father, that you just bless us. I ask, Father, that you just bless us with this peace, this love, this understanding, Father. Give us wisdom, Father, how to direct people to you in your sacrifice, Father. That people may understand, Father, that there's life in you, Jesus. That you brought life, Father, by your sacrifice. That you, you paid a debt, Father. In your sacrifice, Jesus. I ask, Father, that you bless all those here listening, Father.